guys, and welcome back to the Provocative Podcast. Jazzy here, and I'm so excited to be doing this episode today. Before we get into today's episode, let me just say, if you have been listening to my episodes and you have been paying attention. I don't know if I'm just like being critical of everything because guys, it's kind of crazy sitting back and listening to yourself talk. Sometimes it's like cringy. Um, it's almost like when you record yourself on YouTube or even you record a video and you're like, like, I don't know, but listening to myself back, I don't know what it is. I know I, I speak really, really fast. It's the Latina in me. I've always, I just, I always try to get as many words out of my mouth as fast as possible without breathing. I don't know why that is, but when I'm listening to myself after I recorded the episode, I'm constantly like, (sighs) and it like between sentences guys. And I just want to apologize for that. If it's, if you've noticed it before and it's gotten on your nerves, I'm, I promise I'm going to get better. I think the more confident I feel recording and talking, the better it'll be. Um, but yeah, guys, if you've noticed it, I'm so sorry. It's just the way that I speak. So anyways, moving forward into our intro today, a little bit about myself. So I ended up getting a LASIK Last week, guys, I got I had my surgery on Wednesday. I got the PRK, the one I talked to you guys about. And it was a very, I wouldn't say a hard recovery. It was just a long recovery. So um, going in there, they had already told me, they advised me like, you're gonna be down for like five days. But for some reason, I thought I was the exception um, because I typically handle surgeries and pain pretty well. Um, but I did not. Like I, day one was okay. wasn't as bad. I slept for most of it. Cause the day one, you're just kind of like, Oh, it's day one day two. Um, it was pretty good in the morning. And then later that night, the pain got really bad. The uncomfortable, it was more uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. I couldn't keep my eyes open. And that third day I was literally in the dark in my bedroom all day, like all day. Like I would just open my eyes to put on a show and I had Chris like dim the the TV really light so that I, like the light was barely showing but I would put on like a kids movie on Disney plus and just something that I had already watched so that I could just play it in my mind and then I listened to a couple episodes but I literally was in bed all day day three and I slept the most I think I've ever slept in my life um, and the hardest thing about that was that like you're sleeping because you have nothing else to do because you're not on like pain meds. You know, when you have surgery, so, like for the mo- most part, you're like on Valium or you're on all these different drugs that kind of help you fall asleep. Whereas I wasn't. So it was just really hard to just like lay there and not do anything, but you really couldn't do anything. And then day four and day five, which is Saturday and Sunday, it got better. And then today I went in and they took the contact out and I almost already have 20-20 vision on my left eye and my right eye is catching up. It's a little slow, but it's crazy, guys. I can see uh, things are still a little blurry. Things uh, will be able to, things will get better um, as the days go on and the months go on. But it's just, it, I find myself reaching over to get my glasses and things like that because I've just been so used to it. And since things are a little blurry, I'm like, I'm gonna go get my glasses, but I don't need them anymore. So um, highly recommend as of right now, the experience has been pretty good. Like I just said, you just have to prepare to be out for five days. But if you guys have any questions on the PRK procedure, it'll be on my YouTube. I recorded the whole thing or you guys can DM me on Instagram at double underscore jazzy fit. And yeah, guys, so there's that Uh, holiday shopping. Did some of that this weekend. Horrible. It's a mess. (laughs) I like looked over to Chris and I was like, let this be a reminder that we're not ever doing holiday shopping the week before Christmas, because this is a nightmare. I just, I couldn't. Amazon prime has been a lifesaver the last few weeks, but 
yesterday was just, it was a shit show. And some of my friends are still like, I haven't even started Christmas shopping. I'm like, I don't even know how you're going to do it this week. Plain and simple. It's a mess. And lastly, my family and Chris's family is coming um, over to Texas for Christmas. So we are hosting our first Christmas in our house. Um, If you guys don't know, Chris and I moved into our house in April this year. And so uh, we were like, our rule this year is that family's coming over so we can spend Christmas here all together. Cause typically we will go to Georgia and spend like a week or two over there. But honestly, it's such a long drive. We've been doing it every year. We actually just drove there like a few months ago. So I was like, it's our family's turn to come and spend the holidays here. And if you guys are married or you're with a significant other, I'm sure you guys know how hard it is to manage time with two families. I almost always feel guilty because I feel like there's never enough time to spend it with both families. You're having to count the hours on Christmas day so you can be half time here and half time there. It's just chaotic. So I'm just really lucky that both of our families are coming here and it's been just crazy trying to get the house ready for that, but it's all done. It's all taken care of. We have the air mattresses ready to go. We have everything ready to go. So I'm just really excited to spend Christmas here. And I really hope that you guys are just as excited uh, for Christmas this year. And I do want to say, guys, I really hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes. I know this is barely episode four, but uh, the way that the podcast grows is, is by you guys sharing it. And I just want you guys to share it and give me your your input. What do you guys think of the podcast? Do you guys like the episodes? Do you, what more do you guys want to hear? I've been doing a lot of, well, I haven't been doing a lot, but I just started doing giveaways on the podcast Instagram. So make sure you guys check that out. Cause I just really want to hear back from you guys. And that way we can build a community and I can provide information that you guys want to hear about. So that's that. Anyways, let's get into today's episode, which is confidence in your sexuality and confidence in your relationship. I'm really excited about this episode, but I was actually really nervous planning it out because I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like everything else has kind of just like, I've already known like what I wanted to say and, and everything with this topic, I was like, okay, like there's so much, what do I want to talk about? But as soon as I started like on my laptop or writing things down, it like just came out. So I'm just really excited to get into this episode and hopefully, hopefully this can help some of you girls out. So I'm going to start with confidence in your sexuality. And I will say that if you didn't, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend that you do that because going for what the episode is about today, you're going to need to already kind of have your self-confidence established in order to kind of build on your confidence in your sexuality and your confidence in your relationship because it's all about you, right? And so you have to work on yourself in order to be able to give to these separate departments. So just wanted to state that and then- let's get into it. So for me, I have not always felt sexy. It's, it's feeling sexy is a really, really hard thing to do unless you're already a very confident person. It takes time into building your confidence. And then after that, feeling sexy is a whole nother step. So I'm finally, I know, like, I feel like I'm sexy as hell. Like I, right now that's, I'm really confident in myself. I feel like I'm sexy as hell. Like, but it's been, it's taken time to get to where I am now. And I just want you guys to know that not everyone starts out feeling sexy. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, Oh, I'm sexy. It takes time to work just like with your confidence in yourself being feeling sexy takes time. So I want you guys to not think that, Oh, Jasmine just, just has always felt sexy. Cause that's not the case. So as I was thinking back, I'm like, okay, why are we not feeling sexy? What is it about us females that like, what holds us back? And it could just be like a physical thing. It could be an emotional thing, but I went back to why I 
didn't feel sexier. It was harder for me to showcase my confidence in my sexuality. And crazy enough, it starts with your childhood. It starts with what you see from your parents, your, your aunt, whoever's influencing your life. Right. So for me, it was my mom and being sexy was such a bad thing for her. And, and when I talk about my mom, guys, I want you guys to understand that she comes from a very different period of time, like, and in Mexico and things were just different. Right. So the way she raised me was very antique like-minded. And so a lot of that was passed down to me, but it was mostly because she just didn't know any better. Right. So, but for her being sexy was a bad thing and having sex was like horrible. You were not supposed to have sex until you were married because it was a big sin. So if you, um, had parents like that, or if you had any influence like that, that may be a reason why you have kind of shut down feeling kind of like sexy and having that sexual confidence. So for me, it was that it was like, sex was bad. Feeling sexy was not a good thing. It meant it was the devil. It meant you were being, trying to be too provocative. It was almost like a horish thing, right? So I always put sex and sexy in like a box of negative things, right? So I, it was really hard to kind of, show that side of me. Right. But I don't know. There was always something about me, even growing up that I was just very into my sexual desires. And I don't want to say like having sex, but like just feeling sexy. There was always a part of me that I liked the way that I was. And I liked kind of being, what's the word? Like, I just kind of liked being like, not showy showy, but like expressing my sexuality, but I just didn't know how, like, because, you know, my mom said it was bad. Everybody said around me was like, it's bad. Sex is bad. So it almost had this negative connotation on it. So I was closed off and I didn't know how to express it. So it was like, okay, what do I, what do I do? How do I change my way of thinking? Because my mom's not going to change her way of thinking. And if I just stay repressed with these feelings, I'm never going to feel sexy and I'm never going to feel confident a hundred percent. Right. So what I realized was that I had to accept that that's who I was, that I wanted to feel sexy, that feeling sexy was not a bad thing. And just because my mom had a way of viewing it, didn't mean that that had to be my way of viewing it. And that just because I felt sexy does didn't mean that I was going to go to hell or I was going to be a whore and you know, basically be a prostitute and have sex with different people. Expressing my sexuality just meant being confident in myself and being saying it's okay to kind of not, I don't want to say flaunt yourself, but it's okay to express yourself. It's okay to express your sexuality. It's okay to want to have sex and it's okay to feel good about yourself physically because when you think sexy, a lot of part of it is physically right. And when people don't know how to express that part of themselves, it, they almost make it seem like it's negative, right? So they throw that on you. They throw those negative that negative way of thinking onto you. So you just have to kind of accept the fact that feeling sexy is okay. And being sexy is a good thing. And just because other people don't, can't see that and don't agree with that doesn't mean that it makes you any less, right? So for me, it was like, I had to accept that and I had to not care about what other people were going to say, because that's a big thing when you're, you're trying to build that, that, sexiness is you kind of have to not give a fuck about what anybody says, because there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of females who are not confident in their sexuality. So they're going to want to 
they're going to feel threatened, right? They're going to feel threatened. So they're going to try to bring you down so that you don't express that sexuality. And you have to just be okay with the fact that not everyone is going to agree with the way that you express yourself. And for me, that's been the hardest thing is like, a lot of females feel threatened by it, right? So they feel threatened by it. And one, they either obviously don't want to be my friend or they want to kind of have a negative, they want to kind of say negative things. And I just like shut it down because I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to be that way, but you have to accept me. If I'm accepting who you are, you have to accept me and know that this is the way that I am. And it's not me being provocative or trying to steal your man or trying to get attention. It's the fact that I'm so confident in myself and my sexuality and who I am as a person and my body and everything that has to do with it, that I want to express the way that I am. So just accepting that and that everyone's not going to be okay with it is going to be key when moving forward and wanting to kind of build that confidence in your sexuality and realizing for me, yeah, it may be physical, but it doesn't have to be physical. It could be, you could feel sexy as hell being a size zero and you can feel sexy as hell being a size 16. It doesn't fucking matter the way you look like it's what you are feeling inside. And there's a lot of women's of different shapes and sizes that feel sexy in different parts of their life. You're never going to feel sexy if you're trying to build down to, Oh, I'll feel sexy when I get to this size or I'll feel sexy when I look like this. Embrace your fucking sexy right now. And your sexiness, if you're trying to lose weight, will only get better, but embrace it where you are now. And if you want to get better, work on it. So I just want to state that because sexiness can come from different things. It's not just a physical or because you weigh, you look a certain way or you weigh a certain thing on the scale. It's all about the way that you feel inside. So I just wanted to state that. Um, but going back to accepting, you kind of have to release guilt and shame that other people are putting on to this sexy appeal because a lot of people will put guilt and shame, right? Cause you almost like when you're growing up, for me, it was like, sex is bad, shameful. You should be embarrassed. You shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't feel that way. So all this shame and all this guilt because you're feeling this certain way is like adding up. So you kind of have to release that. And for me, you know, it was my mom that was kind of expressing and putting that on me. And I just had to accept that she was raised in different times and she may never think the way that I think, and that's okay. But I just had to release her guilt and shame and not put that on me and accept the fact that I was gonna showcase my sexiness the way that I wanted to showcase it. So releasing that guilt and shame is like big after, well, not big, it's the next step after accepting who you are, accept that you're sexy, accept that, you know, you like to feel this certain way and then release the guilt and shame that others are trying to put on it because- in today's society, thankfully in today's society, things are getting better, um, with women, but there's still a lot of guilt and shame with feeling sexy and being sexual and having sex and all that stuff. Cause you know, we're women, right. We're supposed to act a certain way. Right. But things are getting better. So releasing guilt and shame will help you be able to express that sexiness more. And I just kind of want to talk about like my personal like journey. And like, for me, when I feel sexy and my sex appeal, it's just the way that I express myself. And sometimes it's not even like, it's not something that I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to showcase my sex appeal today. It's just something I have now. It's just something that's just natural to me. Like I, you know, with my, like, for me, it's a physical thing. Like I work on myself so hard because I love expressing the way that I look. I love, you know, 
taking photos of my body and showcasing them on Instagram. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. And a lot of people want to put shame on that. Okay. What I just talked about, but it's not because for me, it's not just about showing off. Yeah. I'm showing off my hard work because I fucking work hard in the gym, but it also represents the fucking discipline I have, how hard I work, how, what the sacrifices I have to make to look a certain way. So for me, my sex appeal comes in the way that I look and what I, you know, portray on social media, because that's the way that I look. And I like showcasing my photos. That's the way that I I express myself. But Um, you know, sexiness, being sexy and showing my sex appeal makes me feel proud because going back to it, it's discipline for me. It's, I work really hard on my body. I make sacrifices and I'm proud of the way that I look and I'm proud of the way that I work on myself. And, you know, if someone is feeling threatened by that, then that's just a wake up call for them, right? Why are they feeling threatened? Maybe they need to work on themselves more and get to the point of that sex appeal. And I know it's hard because it's not for everyone, but you know, not letting people guilt shame me has helped tremendously in that aspect. Because for me, it was, I started posting photos and my family or my mom was like very critical of it. And I was just like, you know what, this is, as long as I'm okay with it and you know, everything I will say going forward, you guys know, is I'm married. So it has to be okay with my husband. But like I told my mom, if I'm okay with it, my husband's okay with it, whether or not you agree with it shouldn't really matter. Like I'm happy showcasing what I work hard for and it doesn't affect you in your daily life and what my family may think that's on them, you know? And I will say like, guys, people can be so judgmental when it comes to showing your, your sex appeal and your sexual confidence, but okay. They're going to judge based on what you look like. And because you're showcasing this, but they have no, a lot of people have no idea what their own children are, are doing. You know what I mean? Like some people can be so judgmental and be like, for me, like for my family, it's like, oh, well, your daughter is doing this or like, and I'm not saying like, it, like aunts and uncles, it could be aunts and uncles and family friends or whatever they could I've had it happen all they look at the photo and like oh you're I had one person tell my parents that I was going to be a porn star and I'm like do you do you even know who your your children are I am expressing myself through photos but you don't even know who what they're doing in their own personal life like people are so quick to judge so that's why I'm saying it's so it's so important to release that fucking guilt and shame and forget about what people think because people are going to think what they want to think regardless. And they're going to ignore what's under their nose when it comes to their own family and when it comes to themselves, but they're going to be very, very like easy to criticize you. So for me, it was like, you know, shutting down all that negativity that was coming my way and anything that was trying to make me feel shame. So it was like for my mom, when she was saying things to me, I'd be like, you know what, mom, this is who I am. I like to showcase it. And I don't want to talk to you about it. So having those conversations and removing that negativity that's coming from being sexy and that shame is going to be key as well. And you have to also think like men don't feel this shame, right? They don't, they, they, they have it so easy. So why should we feel shame? It's 2020. It's about to be 2022. So why are we still feeling shame and being sexy and being confident? We shouldn't, they're not. So ask yourself, why am I? Why am I feeling this way? Why can't I express myself? You can work on it. And little by little, you'll build your own confidence, your sexual confidence. Like I said, your personal confidence has to be there to kind of have like a strong base. But from then on, you can work on your sexual confidence. So 
you know, ask yourself, like, are men feeling the shame? Hell no. So for me, it was like the photos and the way that I expressed myself that I, you know, had like the sexual energy to me. And when you like, I still do, like, I like dressing sexy. I like, you know, look in a certain way and that's part of me, but for you, it could be sex. Like I didn't have a ton of sex, sexual chances, I guess you would say growing up. I got, I had sex with Chris and that was it. <laughs> then I got married. So for me, I didn't get to experience, you know, my sexual, I wouldn't say my sexual desires. Cause I get to experience my sexual desires every day. I'm, I'm happy with Chris, but I didn't, wasn't like, you know, experiencing these sexual desires with different men, but you may be. So for you, it may be like having sex, having sex with others. And there's nothing wrong with that. Practice safe sex, be careful, you know, just make sure that you're, you're being safe and you're practicing safe sex with other men, you know, because that's obviously key and don't fucking tell your shit to other people. Like what you do in your sex life is your problem, not anyone else's. Right. And you have no, you don't owe it to anyone to explain anything right. Or what you're doing. So keeping what you're doing to yourself is probably better for you ladies. And I like, there's no need to be expressing like, Oh yeah, I had this dick today. I had this, dick, I have this dick tomorrow. Like keep that to yourself. That way there's not so much judgment thrown your way, but practice sex stuff, keep your sex life private and go explore your needs and wants because now's the time. If you're single, if you're wanting to ex express yourself, if you're wanting to experience something, this is what the dating world is for. Like, and I hope that if you're listening to this and you're wanting to save yourself for marriage and you don't agree with anything you say, I say, then like, I hope you're not taking what I'm saying in the wrong way because everyone has their personal choice. But this is for all my ladies out there who want to explore and are open minded and are open to the idea of, you know, being free. So if you want to go and have sex and you're single and you want to have these experiences, the time is now to do that. Like I said, practice safe sex, but use your dating, your single life to do that. I've, I've listened to so many podcasts that express the same thing. Like that's what dating is for. So you can find out what you like, find out what you don't like. Nothing is worse than ending up with a partner who can't communicate with you about sex and like, doesn't even know what to do when it comes, when it comes to you, right? Because every female is different. So finding, and you not finding out what you want, right? Going into a relationship when you're like, well, I don't really know what I want, you know? And a lot of females go through that. And I want to talk about that on, the next, on another podcast because, you know, we go through our life not actually knowing what we want when it comes to sex. So your dating years is the time to do that, to express yourself and find out what you want and what you, what you like and what you don't like. So having sex, Practicing sex and releasing guilt and shame when you feel guilt and shame will make you more comfortable everywhere. And that's like in your sex life and as well in what we just talked about in the last episode, feeling confident in yourself, right? You just have to not give a fuck about what other people say and embrace your sexuality. And it takes time, guys. It's not overnight because it's like, like I said, you have to kind of already have like a base of self-confidence and then build yourself up in your sexual desires. But it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's okay to feel sexy. And if someone's telling you it's not okay, you need to let go of those people, right? Because we already 
are so hard on ourselves. And the last thing we need is someone telling us who we are or trying to put us down for someone we want to be, right? So I just want to talk about that when it comes to sexual desires and confidence in your sexuality, because it's not just one paved road. There's different parts of it, but accepting that that's who you are and accepting that you like to have sex and you're sexy is one and releasing guilt and shame is number two, right? Because that's the only way that you can move forward. So that will um, end the confidence in your sexuality talk, but I wanted to talk about that first because it has a lot to do with confidence in your relationship because a lot of your sexuality can be portrayed in your relationship, right? When you're confident in your sexuality and you're confident in what you want, it only helps out your relationship even more. So I wanted to start out with that, but we're going to go into confidence in your relationship guys. And this one's a little bit longer than um, the confidence in your sexuality. There was a lot of points that I just wanted to be made. So let's dive right into that. All right. Self-love is obviously number one and working on yourself and how you perceive yourself is so important going into a relationship. So having that confidence already in yourself and going into relationship positively is your first steps into building confidence in a relationship because you have to have worked on yourself in order to be a good partner for someone else, right? So making sure that you already have self-love and self-confidence is key in developing confidence in your relationship. So just want to state that because that's number one. And then next question you should ask yourself when you're building confidence in your relationship, you should ask what partner, what kind of partner do you have, right? Does he hype you up? Is your partner happy for you? Does he acknowledge your hard work, right? Because that is so important in building confidence in a relationship, right? Like for me, Chris hypes me up and everything that I do, he hypes me up in the bedroom. He hypes me up when my workspace, he hypes me up in my fitness journey. Like having a partner that hypes you up is going to build that confidence in your relationship because you basically have, you know, you have a supporter, you know, you have a cheerleader, you know, you have someone who wants to see you succeed, right? Ask yourself, is that the kind of partner I have? Because that's your main start into a relationship. Does he hype you up in the bedroom, right? Because that's important. Is he saying, damn, baby, you look good. Like, damn, ba-. like, you know, hyping you, whatever words he wants to use, is he hyping you up in the bedroom? Because that's gonna not only help you in the bedroom, it's gonna help your self-esteem overall and it's gonna help your self-confidence in your sexuality. So does your partner hype you up in the bedroom? Because that's important. And if he doesn't, maybe have a sit down talk with him and be like, hey, honey, you know what? kind of needing some verbal, um, you know, word here. Like, can you tell me what you like? Can you tell me what you like about me? Like talk to your partner, right? Like tell him, can you hype me up a little bit? Right. It's there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So does he hype you up in the bedroom and does he criticize what you wear or does he encourage what you wear? And I'm sorry, I wanted to say this before I say he, so I'm saying he, because obviously like I'm kind of coming from a personal viewpoint and I'm going to be talking about Chris and I a lot. So, but it could be any pronoun, he, she, they, whatever you guys are into. I, I want to say that I'm not, I'm sorry if I'm not trying to offend anyone. I just say he, because it's just easier to come out of my mouth. Right. So going forward, this could be with any kind of partner that you have. Okay. So I'm just going to say he, but does he criticize you? Does he criticize what you wear or does he encourage you? For me, you know, there's a difference between critical in a good way and critical and like, I don't feel confident. I don't want you wearing that to the club because 
you look like a whore. You know, like that's not what you want. It's more of, hey, babe, this shirt is kind of like really low for this gathering we're going to. Can we probably change it to something a little bit more appropriate, right? There's a verbal usage that needs to be said and there's a place and time to wear certain outfits, right? So for me, I, I'm, I'm a pretty modest dresser unless I'm like at the club and I want to be extra sexy, you know, I'll wear something extra sexy, but I know when to wear certain things. Like I know that if I'm going to dinner with a family, I'm not going to be wearing a super low cut shirt. Or if I'm going to a dinner with friends and they're like guy friends who I'm close with, I don't want them staring at my boobs the entire night. Right. So there's, there's places that can be, you can wear certain things and there's places where, you know, you need to be a little bit more modest, but does your partner talk to you about that? Does he encourage you like, Hey babe, you should wear that dress. It's sexy. Or does he say, Oh no, you shouldn't wear that. Like, and kind of criticize you because you don't want a partner that's constantly criticizing what you wear and not letting you express yourself the way that you want to express yourself. Personally, Chris, doesn't like the way I dress sometimes because he thinks I dress like a grandmother. I like, I like my vineyard shirts, what I call them, like my oversized kind of, uh, what are the oversized long sleeve shirts? And Chris is like, you look like you live in a damn vineyard. Can you please put on something sexy? And I'm like, well, I don't want to wear something tight tonight. And he, that's what we discuss is the fact that he wants me to be in tighter clothes. Whereas I'm like, I just want to let my stomach out after dinner and I want to be comfortable. So, um, but he does hype me up and he's very, very, uh, good when it comes to like, being honest with me when something looks right and being honest when it's like, okay, it's a little too much, right? So making sure your partner doesn't criticize what you wear and is actually just helping you out is a key into building confidence in your relationship, right? Because you don't want someone who's tearing you down. So does he criticize you and encourage what you wear? And then is he confident in himself? Because this is a major key, guys. If your partner is not confident in themselves, oh man, This causes a lot of issues in relationships because if your partner is not confident in themselves, they're going to constantly be questioning you. Their jealousy is going to be through the roof and you're never going to be able to really get ahead of a problem because he's so focused on how awful he feels that it's almost going to bring you down. So being with a partner that's also confident or at least trying to work on their own confidence is key into building confidence in your relationship because you can't build confidence in a relationship if that person is not confident in themselves, right? So making sure your partner is confident in themselves and asking yourself, what kind of trust do you guys have, right? Because trust is so important when it comes to confidence. It's probably one of the biggest things, right? Because when you trust someone, you feel secure, right? You feel at ease. There's no doubt in your mind, right? So having someone that you can trust is key into building confidence in your relationship, right? Can, um, one feels secure and confident when they feel they can trust, right? So it kind of goes hand in hand. If you're wanting to build confidence in your relationship, you need to ask yourself, is my relationship trustworthy? Like is my relationship something that is, that we're both able to trust in. So that is key. And can you still trust, but also be independent where you guys come together and work in harmony, right? Because that's also a big thing. Like you can trust someone, but you also have to trust that they can also be independent in themselves so that when they come together, it almost works in harmony, right? There's, there's no like, 
oh, well, you're working on yourself. So are you just trying to distance yourself from me? No, it's, it's so important that you both have confidence in yourselves and then you're both independent so that when you guys come together, you guys can work in harmony and you guys can trust each other. So building, having a good trust system is key when developing confidence in your relationship. So having that trust and asking yourself, is your relationship a competition, right? Because I've seen this a lot and I've dealt with this before in the past. Sometimes I don't know what it is. I think it's just like you get into this relationship and I feel like it happens after like the year mark where you might be working on yourself and then you notice that your partner is like getting ahead in certain things. And so you start kind of being felt, you kind of feel like you're getting left behind, right? And you start kind of almost competing. It goes back to my talk from last week. Like you start seeing your partner as your competition. You no longer see females as a threat. Now you see your partner as a threat. You're like, well, they're working on themselves and I'm like, they're getting ahead because they're doing this and this and I'm not. So thinking like you need to ask yourself, is my partner, do I look at my partner as competition? Because if so, I need to stop because I did for a while. There was a point where I felt like because Chris could do certain things or he was better at certain things than I was that I felt like I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't good enough. And I was like, you know what? And I started looking at him as competition. I started trying to be better than him. And I'm like, that's not the point of this relationship. Like we both have strong suits. He might be better at this than I am, but I know I'm better than him in certain things. Like, and it's not about one being better than the other. It's about just accepting that some people are better at some things. And then when you come together, how amazing is it that that person's better at you than this? That way you can learn from it and your relationship can grow, right? So everyone has traits that they're better at. So just accepting that and realizing that your partner isn't your damn competition is key in building that confidence, right? Because if you're constantly battling with your significant other, where are you going? Why are you being with someone that's going to make you feel insecure? Why are you being with someone that's your competition? That shouldn't be the case in a relationship. So accepting your qualities and, and realizing that it's all, it's about being a team. It's not about competing is key into building confidence in your relationship. And guys, honestly, quitting the, the damn games, like there's no need for games. Even if you're in starting a fresh relationship, like I'm just the type of person, like be upfront with people. There's no... There's no point in doing these silly games, these high school games when you're trying to develop a relationship because you're constantly gonna do that to each other. You're constantly gonna be like playing mind games with people. Why? Why do you want your partner to play mind games with you? And why do you wanna play mind games with your partner, right? These playing games are just not good into developing a, a relationship. And if you're already in a relationship, playing games is also not a good idea just from like personal experience and, and viewing it firsthand. Like I know like a, it's easy to joke around with your partner and be like, okay, fat ass, huh? Like, which I've never said that. <laughs> I don't know why I've never said that, but that just came to my mind. Like just like jokingly hurting your partner. Like why, why would you want to do that? Like why, what is the fucking goal there. Like I would never want to hurt Chris. Like he is my soulmate. Like I don't want I don't like to, I don't know why I said fucking soulmate. Cause I don't really believe in soulmates, but he is my partner. Like he's my fucking best friend. He's my husband. Why would I ever want to hurt him or say things that even remotely are like jokingly, but if you're joking about it, like, 
are you not really thinking about it? Like, right. So if you're a guy and you're listening to this and you're telling your wife, okay, flat ass or okay, this or okay, that, even if you're just joking about it, like, okay, your stuff in your face, huh? Like, that's just still insulting. Like you're still insulting your partner. So having confidence in your relationship is only going to work if you're building each other up and not tearing each other down. So playing these games and being disrespectful towards each other is not going to help build that self-confidence in your relationship that you want. And, you know, if you think I'm speaking out of my ass because it's working for you, then, Hey, I applaud you because it may work for you. If you're like, well, me and my husband or me and my girlfriend or me, whatever, we joke around all the time, but we know we're joking and we have a beautiful relationship. Hey, that's amazing. I'm happy for you. But I, I'm just saying that honestly, seven, eight times out of 10, when I see that it's unhealthy behavior, it's, you know, deep down, they're actually wanting something. And, and it's a red flag in my opinion. So if it's worked for you, great. But if you're new at this, take that as a red flag, guys. And don't, you know, no one wants to put your partner down because you don't want to be put down. So just quit it with the fucking games because there's no need for that. And then lastly, guys, this one's the biggest when it comes to developing confidence in your relationship is building communication, right? Because communicating is fucking hard to begin with. Like I... I Chris and I have been together for 11 years, 12 years this upcoming year. And it's something we continuously work out, but we've gotten honestly way, way better at communicating. Like I think our communication skills are really, really good. And still sometimes we kind of have to work on it, but it's, it's taken time. We've been together, like I said, almost 12 years. So it takes time to build communication skills, but it's about making an effort to try to communicate with your partner because it's not just going to fucking come out of thin air. Right. And especially if you're with someone like me, I'm with someone who doesn't really like to talk and keeps to himself and keeps in his thoughts. I'm the one that has to make that effort and it's okay to be the one to make the effort to communicate. Right. Don't feel bad about that. Or don't feel like, Oh my gosh, it's all on me. Maybe it just has to fall on you. And that's something that has to give in your relationship. Right. So communicating is key in developing self-confidence in your relationship, right? Ask yourself, can you communicate with your partner? And if you can't, that's where you're, you're kind of almost questioning your relationship. Like you're questioning like his thoughts or her thoughts. And you're like, okay, what are they thinking about? What are they doing? Like, what do they think about this? Like, I feel like if I wasn't able to communicate with my partner, it would be so tough because you're constantly like having this self-doubt and you're constantly overthinking everything in your mind and let rather than communicating it with your partner, right? So ask yourself, can I communicate with my partner? And if the answer is no, it's like, okay, what can I do to start communicating with my partner, right? Like maybe I just need to sit down and like ask him a question and be like, hey, you know, let's communicate, let's talk. I really wanna talk. Like, can you can you try to have a conversation with me, right? And it's all about the, the tone, right? Going into any kind of communication with your partner is all about tone, right? So going in with it in a good tone and expressing the way that you feel, is what's gonna make those first steps easier, right? So learn how to communicate with your partner. Choose good times to communicate with your partner, right? Like I said, sit your partner down when he's he or she are not gay, they're not gaming, they're not doing something super important and they're not running around the house trying to do something or stressed out, right? That's not the proper time to communicate with your partner. The time to communicate with your partner is when you're both calm down, like especially if you guys had had an heated argument, calm down, 
come back, sit down with your partner. And if you haven't had an argument, just maybe you had, you're having dinner and you're like, this is a time for us to talk, right? Let's put our phones down. Let's make this the time that we talk about the way that we're feeling. Well, how was our day? Anything that needs to be said, right? So pick appropriate times for you to communicate with your partners and then hear each other's concerns, right? Because sometimes we're so quick to be like me, 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 right? And sometimes we're like, we don't put ourselves in our partner's shoes. We don't realize that, you know, we may be in the wrong. So hearing your partner's concerns, hearing them and understanding them and seeing where they're coming from is going to help build those communication skills, right? Because there's a difference between just hearing your partner and not taking anything that they said, right? Because it's happened. It's happened where I'm like having a conversation with Chris and I'm like, are you, you're listening, but you aren't, are you understanding, understanding anything I'm fucking saying? Right. And it's like, you have to understand where your partner is coming from. And if you don't, you need to fucking make an effort because you know, it just, and if you're not understanding the way that they're communicating it with you, ask more questions so that you can understand where they're coming from. So that's what will happen with Chris and I will sit down. I'll express to him how I'm feeling. If he's not understanding where I'm coming from, he'll ask me more questions to kind of dig deep and be like, okay, let me try to get down to what she's referring to or where she's coming from because I'm not understanding this viewpoint of her. Right. So listening, but also asking questions and being acceptance of what your partner is feeling is key. And like I said, being patient, cause it takes time to learn how to communicate with your partner. It's, it's constant trial and error, constant sitting down and communicating. And it's almost like it does get repetitive and boring sometimes, but it's only in the beginning. Once you start kind of getting the flow of how to communicate with your partner, it gets really easy guys. And at the end of the day, like it goes back to teamwork. Your partner should be your number one fucking person, right? That's your best friend. That's the per- that's the person you come home to. That should be the person that you're most happiest to be with and the the person you want to communicate with and talk to them about everything and anything, right? So learning how to communicate and expressing yourself with them is going to build confidence in your relationship. So communicating with them right? I just hit the microphone. Communicating with them is going to take patience and time, but it is key into developing self-confidence. And then also communicating about, about sex, right? So there's communicating about problems and issues, what we just talked about, but there's communicating about sex. What do you like and what you don't like? That's what your partner is for, right? So you can talk to them about the way that you're feeling and the way that, and what you like and what you don't like, right? And there should be vulnerability there, right? Don't be scared to be vulnerable and to showcase your partner those emotions because that's what a relationship is. So talking to your partner, what you like and what you don't like, that way you're not lost when you're having sex and you feel like you're enjoying your sex life with your partner and asking your partner, what do you like, babe? Like, what, is there something that's missing that I can do, right? And like, not kink funky shaming, right? You can't kink shame. Like if your partner's like, you know, I want to do this. If you're like, okay, shit, like I'm taken by surprise, kind of take a step back and be like, okay, all right, babe. I, okay. I don't get that. But can you talk to me? Why do you like that? And work yourself up to, I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm just saying, let your partner know that he can, he or she can express the way they feel. I just went through a scenario like this with Chris, where I asked him something and I was like taken by surprise. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. No judgment. 
let's, let's keep conversating. Let's keep, I want to dig down, dig deep and see where this is coming from. Right. So there's, there's nothing wrong with your partner having different interests than you. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go straight from, let's say if your partner says anal, go from not having anal to straight to fucking anal that next time, because it doesn't happen that way. Right. But it's about communicating and letting your partner know that, it's okay. The, your room and your bedroom is a safe place to talk and communicate about sex. Right. So don't feel ashamed. Don't kink shame so that they don't shame you and be vulnerable is key into communicating when it comes to sex with your partner, because it's so important to have those skills and, you know, sex is a big part of a relationship. So knowing how to communicate what you want with your partner is key so that you could have mind blowing sex. So communicating about sex. Now, communicating about social media. And this will be our last topic when it comes about communicating in your relationship. All right, guys, this one is very, very key in building confidence in your relationship, right? Just because of where we're at today in 2021, 2022, right? Social media is a big part of our lives, right? Everyone has social media. Everyone has Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything, right? So, you know, you have to trust your partner in order to be able to build self-confidence. You have to be able to communicate with them, but you also have to kind of make sure you have those standards when it comes to social media with your partner, because it's so important right now. Social media can cause so many issues in relationships and can really deteriorate your relationship and bring your confidence down. If you guys don't talk about social media, right? So ask yourself, what do you expect for your partner? and have your, and have respect for your partner. So for instance, like if you don't want your partner to be following certain pages, ask yourself, am I following pages? My partner wouldn't like for me to follow and have those conversations with your partner. There is no fucking shame in asking your fault, your, your partner to unfollow people. There's no fucking shame in that. Right? Like, and if your friends are trying to act cool, like, Oh, my, my boyfriend can follow whoever the fuck he wants. I don't give a fuck. No, no. Okay you don't care. That's fine. You don't care, but I care. Right. So if you don't want your significant other to follow a certain page, ask them, there's no, you can't, especially if you're a female, you can't just assume that these guys know because they don't fucking know women. They don't know guys don't know shit. They they're, they'll never know until you tell them and your ego could be, cause I had a big ass ego and your ego could be like, well, I want him to do it out of him. And I don't want to have to tell him it's never going to ha- happen, honey. It's never going to happen. So communicating what you want from your relationship when it comes to social media is key. And for me, I will share this part of my life with you guys. For me, it's, you know, social media is my life, right? And OnlyFans is my life. And we've agreed to, we have I don't want to say requirements. We have agreements on what's okay and what's not like, for instance, for us and what works for our relationship when it comes to social media is Chris can follow whatever hot model he wants to follow. I'm okay with it. I, I, I know I recognize that there's beautiful women on social media. I, I love, you know, models. I love looking at models. I love their photography. I know Chris is too. We get a lot of inspiration, but there's a difference between models that look good and express themselves. And there's difference between girls who are, let's see, a little too promiscuous that I'm just not okay with, right? Who are bending over all the time and that's all you see on their feed. And you know, like that's not, that's, 
I, I, I don't want my, I don't want my husband to be looking at that all day. Like I, I understand that he's going to be looking at beautiful models and stuff, but there are certain pages that I'm just like, okay, you know what? That's, that's too much. And if someone like, if I was just an outsider looking at that, it's, it doesn't look good. Right. So models I'm fine with, but there's certain pages that I'm not okay with. Right. And so I've established that with him. I've said, this is okay. And not that we sit down and he's like, Hey babe, can I follow this page? It doesn't happen that way. We've, we've already set these rules kind of in the, in the future before even like getting, making social media, my career. Right. So that, and for us, it's, I'm not okay. And he's not okay with us following people in our, let's see community. So if they're friends, great. You know, he can follow all my girlfriends and I can follow all his guy friends, but he can't follow Susie from the gym who deadlifts next to me, right? Why? He doesn't need to follow Susie from the deadlift, the girl that deadlifts next to me. There's no reason to, right? And there's something about following local people that gives people almost that sense of, oh shit, this person's following me. So they must be interested in me. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna give someone that satisfaction. And as, as a as a female and as a married woman, I'm not going to give some random guy at the gym satisfaction and be like, oh shit, Jazzy's following me. Damn. Like, let me see if that means how I can slide in through the DMs because that's how shit fucking happens. So for us, it's like, we can't, we've established that not, we can't, that we agree that following locals is just no on our list. Right. So having, having those set boundaries and those rules helps us not feel insecure in our relationship and feels it makes us feel confident in our relationship because we already have those set rules, right? There's no surprise there. There's no surprise effect like, oh shit, like I'm feeling some type of way because he's following this person and I can't say anything because then it's gonna make me look stupid and he's gonna say, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. No, if you're not okay with it, talk to it with your partner. And if they're trying to make you feel some sort of way about it, like you need to sit their ass down and ask why, right? Because it's not on you. And if some, and so, if some person is making you feel some sort of way, there's a reason for it. So make that clear to your partner. So yeah, guys, that's a little bit into my life and my rules when it comes to communicating about social media. And it's a little insight in my relationship and it works for us, right? And everyone has their own, their own things, right? If you're not okay with them, that's fine. Like I've had like people be like, wow, like you're okay with Chris following this person and liking this. I'm like, yeah, because that doesn't affect me. That doesn't bother me, but he knows what affects me and what bothers me. So setting those standards in the beginning of your relationship really, really helps because right now with social media, that is the number one thing that can deteriorate your relationship and really bring your trust down and your confidence in your relationship down. So setting those ground rules, baby, is going to be key into developing that confidence in your relationship. So I know it's a lot, guys. I know we went over a lot, but confidence in your sexuality, confidence in your relationship, it all ties into confidence in yourself, right? And it goes into what we talked about last week. Being confident in yourself is key into working in your relationship and working in your own sexuality, right? You're the one in control, right? You're the one that has to do the self-improvement on yourself so that you can feel confident moving in any aspect of your life, in your relationship, in your friend relationships, in in any kind of aspect of your life, right? In your sexuality, you have to be confident in yourself. You have to be willing to do that self-improvement on yourself and be okay with yourself. So 
If you haven't had a chance to look at my last episode or not look at, listen to my last episode, I, I highly um, recommend that you do because it'll talk about how to build self-confidence in yourself. But the more you feel self-confidence in yourself, the more you won't be f- feel threatened by others. You'll be happier in your relationship and you'll be happier with yourself overall, guys. So I really hope that today's topic helped you in some sort of way or helped enlighten you in some sort of way. I kind of get carried away with these topics and I start talking a little bit fast. I really wish sometimes that I would have like a guest here. That way we could dig in a little deeper and I could take a little bit of a break, but I really hope that it, you guys are taking something out of this and it's not just a bunch of jambled mess coming out you because you know, I want to share my life experiences with you guys and what's helped me the most. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I really hope that you guys embrace your sexuality, right? There's nothing wrong with that ladies. And I really hope that whatever partner that you have is helping build you up because that's what a relationship is all about, right? Building each other up, being in a trusting relationship, being with someone who is going to be your number one cheerleader and be there for you and you their number one cheerleader, right? It's not just about them being there for you, but you also be there for them. So every question that I said here, ask yourself, are you being that type of partner in your relationship as well? Because that is also key, right? Because we're not always right. We have our faults too. So making sure that you're also realizing your faults and what need, what you need to work on in your relationship is going to help just build that confidence overall. So that's it guys. This is going to be, no, we have one more episode until the last of the year, but, um, yeah, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to five star down below. Give us a review. I listen. I not listen. I look at all the reviews down below guys. And I just really appreciate all the love that you guys give me on the daily on my Instagram and everything. Like I appreciate you guys so much. And when you guys DM me and you tell me how much my episode impact you, it's, I love it. So please have it coming. Please don't ever feel like you are bothering me by sending me a message because I love it. It fuels me up. It makes me want to share more with you guys. So thank you guys so much for the support. And you guys, there's no fee for the podcast right now. If anything, if you guys could just share it on your platform, share it with a friend, share it with your mom, share it with whoever you want to share it, but just spread awareness to the podcast. I would appreciate that so much guys it would just help us grow and build that community that i want for all of us and don't forget to follow us on social media on the provocative podcast on instagram um my instagram is double underscore jazzy fit like i mentioned i'll be doing giveaways there i just did like a 25 dollars starbucks card last week i'll be doing a giveaway probably this week so just be checking that out leaving comments letting me know what you guys want to hear and yeah guys i'm just really excited for this journey with you guys um have a merry christmas because i won't talk to you guys until next week enjoy all the good food enjoy your family if you're on a diet just balance it out. We're human guys. Go for a walk the next day. It's not going to kill you, but I hope you guys have a very, very Merry Christmas and happy holidays with your family. And I will see you guys or talk to you guys next week. Bye.